The Up With The Bonnets podcast is brought to you by our sponsors, Unicorn Cleaning Services. They offer a range of facilities from domestic and commercial cleaning, which includes lets and Airbnb, and also offer ironing and laundry services. You can find a link to their website in our Facebook and Twitter bios. You can also reach them by visiting their Facebook page, or you can contact them by visiting their website, unicorncleaningservices.co.uk. This week's episode, Dundee continue their winless run in the new year with a draw down in deepest, darkest Fife. Zach Robertson, Ofsky, AFC Wimbledon will call the hitman. The transfer windows open. What rumours are kicking about? What's happening? Did Dundee know the transfer windows even open? Tuesday night it's the return of Mick Paik to Dens Park as Dundee take on Dunfermline and the BBC Alba slash Tonics slash Iron Brew slash B&Q slash any Scottish product you can think of, cup. And on Saturday, Dundee welcome Patrick Fussell back to Dens. And then we finish off the podcast by looking back on some positives from the DR archive. Hello, and depending on what time you're listening to it, good morning, Good afternoon or good evening. I'm your host, Daniel Smith, and I'm here with my co-host, Paul Gray. How are we doing, Danny? You all right? Um, not too shabby, mate. Not too shabby, considering the um, Dundee plummeting from first to third in the league. Oh, sick. Start it off in the downer. Yeah, so it can only go up from now on. That's that. <laughs> That's what you think. <laughs> we'll see. Not what I've got planned. I'll try my best as well. I'll try my best. <laughs> <laughs> I said to myself, look, let's, last one, you know, we were, oh, and, hmm, let's try and keep this one upbeat. It's going to be a wee task, I think. Yeah. Uh, come on, let's just dive in and get this podcast over and done with as soon as possible. Head first. <laughs> so, it starts off with Friday night under the lights on BBC Scotland, a tie against Race Rovers at Starks, was it? What did they call it again? I tweeted it ages ago. Like San Starkio. San Starkio, that's it. Um, Against Roth Ravers. <laughs> um, good sizable crowd uh, coming yeah. down from Dundee, considering trains were off. Um, it was over 1500, I think. But Yeah, fantastic. Uh, let down massively in the first half, but the team came together in the second half and were very unlucky not to win it. But overall, I mean, you could probably think that it was a fair result, a draw piece. But then we kind of had the better chances. So on the other hand, you can say, well, we came into it and, you know, hit the post and all that capers. But I think the general feeling at the end of it that both teams done enough to put one, a point each. But unfortunately for us, a point isn't good enough. Bang on, Danny. Mm-hmm. Disappointed. Disappointed to say the least. I mean, I don't know the way the game started. It looked like we didn't know what we were doing. I don't know what was going on. Nah, we, like, that, that, we knew. You know what I mean? We knew what we were doing. It was punt, punt, yeah, punt. hitting hope, mm-hmm. chasing shadows, just getting ripped, ripped apart for one or two passes. It was just mental, absolutely mental. I mean, Wraith set up to obviously put us under pressure with a slip pass and a movement off the ball, but we just couldn't contend with Mm-mm. it. I mean, there was periods in the game where it was like, if we go out midfield? Yeah. I, mm. I, it seemed like the, the players we had on the park, a lot of them were defensive-minded players. Six. Yeah, it's... I mean, I know we're missing Williamson and Mulligan through suspension, but it's frustrating to see the lack of attack in that Dundee team in the first half. And I mean, didn't get me wrong, I thought Rafe were excellent, played the ball on the deck, were yeah. doing everything, doing the opposite of what we were doing. Uh, they looked really good. They were running at their defenders, uh, putting us under pressure. And um, I think deservedly so, they got the, the goal to go ahead. And it was frustrating as well because I think there was a shouts of offside. But when you see the camera, it's like Sweeney comes on to the pitch because he was off the pitch just before the ball gets played or something like that. 
Um, I wouldn't even worry about Sweeney coming back onto the pitch. I still think he was onside. Yeah. Um, just with the two boys going to try and block that Liam Dick. Mm-hmm. But so I still, he was definitely onside. Like no question. To be fair, when they started speaking about the goal, um, I was already in a wee bit of a rage anyway. So I was up. I wasn't at the game, but I was in the, the comfort of my, my home. So I was up, out my seat, tele remote shoved into the sofa. I say shoved. I mean lobbed into the sofa, and I was <laughs> cursing and swearing. So. I didn't even like to see much of Ah, I felt hard. <laughs> In front of my wife. Acting a hard man. I was the same. Absolutely the same. Just, but you you knew it was coming though. Like we, they were, like I said, they were ripping us apart in the first half and they were getting chances. And okay, we were kind of, you know, dealing with them. Legs and easy saves and that. But you just knew that if we continued to basically not play football, that they were going to get the first goal. Hmm. I kind of felt like if they had got the first goal, they probably would have got a second before half time. But just as well, we kept it to half time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, well, so we got to half time, and we flung three players on a triple substitution, and well, that worked wonders. To be honest, didn't that? We were lucky not to equalise within the first minute. Thirty seconds, mate. Mm-hmm. Thirty seconds. If that, um, what was that? A throw, long throw. Sheridan knock we we knock we flick Jacoby out to McCowan. McCowan's got a score though. I'm sorry, he's got a score there. Yeah, he's got to lift that. I mean, again, it was a fantastic save, but from that position, he's got to be thinking about putting it someplace else and closer to the keeper. Just burst the net. Mm-hmm. Side foot in it. Like okay, yeah, great save. Take nothing away for the boy McDonald. It's probably the best game he's ever had in his career. I'd like to say but, he always plays a great game against Dundee. Always. Oh, well, I thought. I mean, I've always liked them. Um, mm-hmm. Perfectly honest, like, but uh, McCowan's got a score. Has to. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was just. Uh, yeah. God damn it. Yeah. I I was off my seat thinking that's he's scored, but. Uh, I know. I'm really disappointed. Really disappointed. I'm trying not to sigh because I listened to back to the last one and I'm pure huffing and sighing all the way through it and I'm just starting to do it again. <laughs> Welcome to hosting a Dundee pod, mate. I was thinking, ah, yeah, right, okay, let's go, let's find the positives here. Come on. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Time for a Sam Miguel. <laughs> but it was, um, I was quite open in the first uh, wee bit of that half also, we had more chances than they kind of, but then we, we just kind of got a grip of the game, didn't we? And so, yeah. I mean, it, was, it seemed at one point that it was like corner after corner and huh. we're just close, so close to getting the equaliser. And like you say, Jamie McDonald was pulling off like some great saves and um, like tipping it over the bar or compartment over or whatever, can just near misses like McCowan's shot. Hit the post, post. yeah. But it, and he got the luck, it just bounced back into his hands. Yeah. <laughs> How lucky can you get? Nine times out of ten, that falls at the feet of the striker that's rushing in, who was which was shared mm-hmm. in, and it doesn't. It goes to the keeper, and, and you do think at that point, this isn't going to be our night. This is that we're falling further behind, mm-hmm. but um, we kind of we get whacked together. Kamika puts in an inch perfect cross, and a man who takes a lot of stick in the centre of midfield, McGee, rises from up who? from me from. Abadie, to be honest. You're looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> well, he rises up like a salmon and hears like it. Like a salmon. Yeah. Great header. Great cross. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. It was just a, 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 what a ball for Kami. He was getting slated um, in the first half for some of his crossing for Michael Stewart. Mm-hmm. Um, and probably rightly so because they were going at the pitch or they were going to Nebdi. But that, that, what a ball. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's just a pity we couldn't what push on after that and get the winner. I mean, we nearly lost at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was Sweeney off the line. But yeah. bread and butter for Sweeney, though. I mean, that, that was never going to go in. It was just the way it worked to Just the ball got to the line or near enough. Yeah. But it was never going to go in. But the, it was just that last few minutes of pressure. You just thought, after all Dundee's hard working and back into the game, should probably have went ahead. We're going to lose it here. But... You know what? We got the point. We got out of Fife with the point, and we're kind of just hoping that the results the next day might go in our favour. Fortunately, not. We'll speak about the results later. Um, but- I mean, if you looked at the, if you look at the stats, you'd probably go, yeah, a, a, a draw, fair result. Mm-hmm. But I think with the chances that we had in, in the second half, we probably should have won. We should have won. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I mean, it could have been a totally different game even before half time. You know, when McMullen, we're, we're backs against the wall over till they get ripped apart, and then McMullen with that chance. Of course, you know I mean? McMullen's chance. Yeah. Forgot it's all 30 about odd that. minutes, and he, he just. I mean, anybody informed just now, it's him. You'd probably you put your money on him to bury that. Yeah. You would. Um, the analysis at the, the half time, they were, they were more speaking about the tug on him. There was like a wee mm-hmm. tug on his shoulder. Um, and then they were like, oh, should he went down? You know, he. he, he but no, fair play to him for staying on his feet and taking the chance and everything. But if he went down, that boy was red carded. It would have been a totally different game. Mm-hmm. Would it, but should have, would have, could have. But I still think he should have buried it. But then a part of me is thinking, you know what, are these other players go down at the slightest little touch? How's, how's he not go down? Mm-hmm. Maybe he doesn't even feel it. You know, it's that, that little a touch, but it's enough for, yeah, he's running at pace. You slightest s- wee touch, you know what I mean? The sea boy's going down at the, like you say, Slightly sweet touch, but I think it's one of those where even if you look at them funny, they go down. Yeah, I think it's like I think McMillan's position was he he was getting past the boy or he was getting in the position to take a shot. So like yeah. you're not going to go down when you're in that position. It's just a pity that he's yeah. shooting boots when they when they on for this one because mm-hmm. even with the boy closing in, like you say, we tug on the arm and all that, he he was still in a good posture. Everything he still he was still lined up to put that in. It was just he couldn't. That was just his shooting was well off. Yeah, I still think he should have went down. Stuff it. <laughs> now you. Abdi, Abdi, Abdi else does it. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. Abdi else does it. Like the slightest wee touches, man. It's just do we not just do that? Stuff it, man. Well, Get the boy sent off. Fuck them. He's done. He's done it a few times when he played for that lot, just so didn't he? Yeah, so he certainly did. <laughs> he certainly did. But, I mean, like we've probably not really, well, we've not touched on it, but I think a wee bit of flack. He's got to go to Boyer for that first half yeah. performance. He's obviously the one setting the picking the players, setting the team up. But then we're playing absolute dug meat, mm-hmm. and then they go into the changing room, and then they come out like, like obviously there was three subbies, but they're playing like a totally different system, totally different everything. Mm-hmm. So, like, who's done who's done the research on Wraith prior to that game? Yeah. Surely they're going to know that Wraith are going to set up with these wee boys. They're quick, they're nippy, one-touch passing. So how no set up to counter that? I mean, I just... Uh, some flack on him, I think. Ah, you got it. You, got you know it. I love him. You know I love yeah. him. But, but you've got mm, to... It's happened too many times in this season, mate. You've got to tell him when he's got it wrong, which he did there. It just seemed like Rodden was playing on top on, on his in. So, like, every long ball was to him and he wasn't getting into the game. I mean, a few, I've seen a few people kind of laying into Rodden, but finding it have no to because the way we were set up, he was never getting into that game. He wasn't getting any chances either. Um, People like... were laying into him, but mm-hmm. they weren't, Dundee weren't playing to his strength. No. We've said it umpteen times, he's not a target man. People see it when they go to the games, he's not a target man. That's like, I'm not being funny, but that's like Tom Brady throwing it to a boy with no arms. I mean, he's not going to catch it, is he? I'm going <laughs> play, to play his strength. <laughs> I'm going to pretend that I know who Tom Brady is here and go like, yep, definitely. I plays in the NFL if you're into that, which I'm no, but it's a good analogy. Ah, the old pigskin. <laughs> yeah, that's shite. Aye. Anyway, but it's true though. It's like, and then folk are going, "Oh, the impact of Sheridan. You know, he's done more in five minutes than what Sh- Rudin did." Yeah, it's because that's Sheridan's game. Mm-hmm. He is a target man. He is going to win headers. Rudin isn't but then, but you see, you see it in the first half, even you know, in second half, we spring a couple of passes together, we can rip teams apart. But but even people saying that about Sheridan, he had the end had the luxury of having boys like French and all that pushing up. It was like it seemed like we were playing just five at the back in the first half, and then the second half were like with deployed wing backs. If you if you know what I mean, and you had you mm-hmm. could be beside them as well. It's it, it almost seemed like it made it easier from like. <laughs> if you put Rodden in the same position, he, he would have been able to play a lot better. Um, exactly. Who plays one striker when nobody off him and punts long? If you punt the long ball at him, what's, who's he got to knock it down to? Mm-hmm. Nobody. I know. <laughs> the defender will pick it up more than likely. That's just, ah, horses for courses and all that. Play at your strengths, all that kind of nonsense. You know what I mean? It was, a, it was, it was just a frustrating night, like you say, with. Was showing that we could win the game in the second half. Obviously, whenever um, 
But after the result against Arbroath, you just felt like you had to get a win here. Yeah. And you knew it was totally. going to be hard. Like the you say, Riff the the boy Easton um at the back. Uh I mean, hated him. He was just a wind up merchant, but at the same time, I had an excellent game and who's the oh, Dylan, Dylan 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 Easton, Easton eh? And what's oh, the other him boy? And, him and him and Cammy were having a good wee Aye. a good wee tussle. I was enjoying that, I must admit. Yeah. I really did. That was brilliant. Tip for tat, it was class. That's what you <laughs> want to see on the field. And then you had um the the boy uh was it Aaron Connolly? Mm-hmm. Who Adam. I've never really rated to be honest, and and he was like he scored the goal, um, mm-hmm. and even he was having his wee bits and like making us look bang average to be honest. So mm-hmm. it was frustrating to see it like that, but like you say, we got to work together. Second half could have won it, should have, would have, could have. Um, yeah, I mean the Connolly goal. I mean, yeah, okay, he took his goal well because the boy Dick, the boy Dick absolutely rifled it. Mm-hmm. Right, but I, I love seeing that alone hard. I mean, it was probably a shot, to be fair, but he was in the right place at the right time. But when you watch the replay back, he just ghosts into the middle. That's Burns' man. Mm-hmm. Burn, Burn should have been following him, but Burn doesn't. Kind of just totters. And then when the ball spills to Dick, he, like, Burn starts to go to the ball. And I'm like, what are mm-hmm. you playing at? <laughs> There's two boys going for that. You t- and <sighs> Calamity. Yeah, they, they had the making of a team that looked like they didn't care what they were doing and they've never played together. <laughs> they didn't. They didn't. Yeah. And I don't understand that. I really don't understand that at all. I think that's the frustrating thing about the whole Dundee team this season. When they have a bad, a bad game or a bad half a game, it's a, it's really bad. Always it, always ends up in conceding a goal. Like It's never just a case of, like, we've got the half time, let's change this about. It's like we find ourselves behind. Mm-hmm. Yep, there's no bit in between, I don't think. Why no, there is, mate, there is no. Yeah, why they get it uh... so wrong or why get it so right in a game? That's what it is. Hang on. Are you going to say it or am I going to say it? You can say it. Jekyll and Hyde. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) You can have that. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but it's true though. It's true. uh, I mean, look, obviously we went on that huge run. Brilliant. Top of the world. Top of the the league. Then we're coming up against our broth and Wraith. You're thinking, here, come on, that's potential for six points there. Mm Mm-hmm. And we get one. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. It's not good. Um, I don't know what it was. It's just, I don't know. I just think the team, I don't know. They just lacked like a, it's like they were hesitant, you know, and they were second guessing themselves, you know, it was just, it's concerning. Like I said last week, it feels like this team needs a wee freshen up. Mm-hmm. That's what I just, it seems like, obviously, we'll speak about departures uh, in a couple of minutes, but we see ourselves low on striking options, especially prolific striking options. Um, yeah. Even in the middle of the park, we're missing Mulligan and Williamson, and then there's no creativity. So there, you're thinking, maybe you should be looking at maybe spicing this midfield up a wee bit. Defensively, I mean, we can be solid when we want to be solid. Um, but I think, the, for me, it's midfield and striking uh, up top that we've got to be looking at but we'll speak about that in a couple of minutes but yeah. so this draw put us within a point of Queen's Park at the top obviously at Friday night so the results around the championship which I'm sure everybody will know but I'll go through them so Arbroath who scalped us last week <laughs> scalped ourselves by Inverness 4-1 at Gayfield um, so who, who'd have thunk it? I know that's, that's probably the most frustrating thing as well that like well, Ken Ar- Arbroath are a bad team Really, on paper, there's just no, it's not happening for them this season. But when it came up against us in form, we should be really winning. Beat us, but then you see them the next week getting four. <laughs> um, Get absolutely humped. Yeah, that's uh, like say frustrating as hell. And then uh, you've got, well, as I say, you're beating Hamilton, but it's a typical Hamilton defeat. Because I think they're well, no man, that's, that's... I think they're. Uh, N- nil points in the past six games or so. Oh, no, wow. I mean, they've, they've, we've said it before. They're doing, they're doing it. Um, I think Rankin, Rankin will be the next one to get the chop. I think. I mean, you'll probably not even get evens or, or good odds on that. Um, no chance. And then you've got uh, Patrick <clears throat> and Morton, who I thought might have been a shoe on for a draw, and then obviously the boy Doherty turns up in the last minute, 
gets him a victory and puts him right back in the mixer with us after right. your two last of, uh, 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 fixtures and results. And then obviously you had the big end, you had Mr. Pep Hartley going back to Cove. And you're hoping, there's a favour, mate. I had Queen's Park coming up to visit them. Nah. That was a scalping, 6 0. Simon Murray. Ripped apart. Simon Murray with four of them. I think he assisted one of them, so he had his hand in five of the goals. First time he scored four in a in his career, he said mm-hmm. in an interview. But that that is an absolute humping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come what the worrying thing about this is well say Queen's Park now go four points in front of us and we moved on to third on goal difference with Air United going above us, obviously. Um but Queen's Park just now are on a terrific run of form and they are hammering teams. Like they're not mm-hmm. just picking up one nil, two nil wins. They are four, five, and they're six. Like they're yep. tearing teams apart here and this will slide in nicely for uh what we're going to speak about, but this should be an eye opener for the board. Because if we want to go up as champions and know be stuck in the playoffs. And they've got to be looking at matching what Queen's Park are producing just now, which means yep. hands in the pocket. You're hearing rumours about potential um, nay budget, or if there's only a small budget, one man out, one man in type thing scenario. But here, if we're going to play that game in the championship, the way things are going just now, then you can probably kiss goodbye to that title. You have mm-hmm. to back Boyer in this January windy, especially since. We've lost Zach Robertson back to AFC Wimbledon, who decided to recall him and then play him for the whole five minutes. Well done, them, eh? <laughs> I mean, I said that right right after the game. I was tweeting back the manager. Team needs reinforcements. Yeah. And I mean, there's still some folk that aren't buying into the whole it's it's still virtually McPake's team. Well, that's convenient because I'm no fucking selling it. Mm-hmm. It's a fact. <laughs> like, it's an absolute fact. The 14 boys that played on Friday, 11 of them are um, at Pake Signets. Yeah. Two are youth and one's Boyers. Do you know what I mean? So you're absolutely correct. I mean, you know, it's probably going to be one out, one in. Mm-hmm. I mean, if that's gone, and from what the rumours are, you know, of what, you know, he's purportedly being paid, then that's a couple of bodies. Yeah. But, I mean, that's just rumours, obviously. Mm-hmm. But going by those rumours, that is two bodies. I know. I know we had Boyer on the press saying that he's already missed it on two targets. Mm-hmm. And both of them have went to teams higher in the league. Fair play, understandable. We're on bigger money. Again, a team higher in, the, uh, in a different league than us will probably offer more money. But Fair enough. Yeah, you, you do think that. But at the same time, it's you think to yourself, well, that's two targets lost already. Mm-hmm. I mean... What was that? Is that plan A? Then plan B? Are we looking at plan C? Can what position was it? The striker we were looking at? Can now mm-hmm. we now going to be scouring the lower leagues of England or trying to find some hidden gem in Scotland that nobody knows about? Um, yeah. But in Scotland, everybody kens everybody because it's a, a small country, and yeah, you know what I mean. Um, how many? How many thousand professionals are there yeah. in Scotland? Do you know what I mean? But I mean, boys have said it for years that there's there there probably is we hidden gems mm-hmm. in the lower leagues. We've been, I mean, seen we've some, plenty. Seen, we've been plenty. Yeah. Like you say, the oh, yeah. Stewart's and all that. So mm-hmm. they're there to be found. But in the January Windy's a different kettle of fish, yeah. isn't it? Just taking a chance on them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I mean? Like I was saying, I mean, the team, it does need stripped apart. Like, it, it, But to do that in January? Mm. Mm. No, I think... Um, That's a gamble, like... I think the time to date was also in the summer. But mm-hmm. that's not happened, so it's more of a case of get the best out of the team, do what you can in the January windy, because you can what positions these strengthened la-di-da-di-da, what you need in. The time would be, hopefully, to rebuild next summer. Hopefully, in the Premiership, but that's not a given. Well, that's funny you mentioned that. I was speaking to my, my good pal Nathan about this the day. We were having a good wee text battle. Anyway, we could be heated debate, but... I mean, if we go up with this team and then there's a freshen up, what's probably going to happen? We'll probably go back down and we'll be the proverbial yo-yo club again. What do you ask? I mean, <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, so, it, but as far as I'm concerned, I, I don't think we should be we should be staying in this league for a, another season. But no. no way. I mean, the, nope. new, 
you've got Paul McMillan in the press saying there's been no contact, but he wants to stay, which is a good sign. You've also yeah, got... that is a good sign, but he shouldn't like I, I find that really embarrassing for from a club's point of view that their players are actually going to the press saying that. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and it doesn't look good. I mean, that's boys now able to speak to other teams, and I'm pretty sure some of them more likely are, especially some mm. of the youth players we've got. I mean, they're not going to be sitting. I mean, some of them might be Dundee fans, you know, or have been through the Dundee youth ranks for years, but I mean, what's to say? They're not speaking to teams right now. It Correct. is a precarious position Dundee are in. Money, 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 money. I know. But the weird thing about it is, Paul, is that every other manager we've had has been back to the hill. That that really pisses me off. Yeah. Like, yeah. And when, it, yeah. when we've actually got a manager in, and not to say none of them haven't been decent before, but we've got somebody in that the fans, 90%, 99% of them are totally behind them and think, we can do something here. It doesn't, it doesn't feel like he's backed. Nope. I mean, I know that they've, they've done, they've done a lot in the back this summer. Oh, last summer, obviously, mm. going into the new season. Knew this, knew that, and everything, you know, having people, more scouts like Greg spoke about, more scouts here and there, and um, yeah, yeah, the recruitment and everything like that. But you, and I know stuff takes years to implement, but you do think to yourself, like, we've got all this now, we've spent all this money on it, what's happening? Mm. Because either we're spending this money, but we're not getting the budget to get what the manager wants. Yeah, or we're just missing out on everybody because it's just this, the age-old uh, scenario of teams in higher leagues uh, getting in there at the last minute and just offering a few extra bucks on a wage. Which, a again, if that's shekels. the case, it's like, well, that's what you get when you're a championship t- uh, club. Mm-hmm. It's just frustrating all around. Well, I mean, you summed it, Danny, you summed it. The, I can hear it in your voice, mate, and I could see it as well. Like, you're, <laughs> I thought I was pissed off. I think... There's so many scenarios there. It's just like, wait, which one is it? I'd like to believe it's just a case of it's the league we're in that's stopping players coming. Yeah. That's what I would like to believe. Um, but when you do hear one, two, and then it goes to seven, eight, nine, ten people saying, ah, he's not getting the budget that he that he was promised or thought he would have or something like that. It's when you do start thinking, well, it's mm. just Chinese whispers can grow in arms and legs and... It could just be that as well. Like, yeah. Come on, Danny, I'll just shut up. I know. Because you're just saying, ah, and that I, I'm, that's just going in my head. <laughs> I mean, I know, I, I know, you know, folk, you know, spout stories and that, and that, that's fine. And But stories do get arms and legs, obviously, added onto them. But from, like, exactly what you said there, like what they're saying about, you know, no budget. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're hearing that quite a lot. Yeah, um, and like you were saying, you know, if, you know, he's missed out on target A and B, so then he's then having to revert to C, D, and E. You know, it's, mm-hmm. mm. I mean, then he get us wrong if it is budget wise. Then it's more of a case of, well, it's Dundee. I've never actually thought we'd love within budgets because if you're the type of team, it's the first. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's maybe just that. Um, I mean, like, I, I probably said it. Sorry, Danny, towards like. Probably, but I don't know. And just into the season, where you know we didn't make many signings, and then it was kind of I was thinking, well, maybe they'll see how this team gets on, mm-hmm. you know, come January. And it is well, it'll be the ninth, obviously, when this is released. So, but there's nothing. There's no really anything going about. There's that only the only rumours that from in Morrison for Falkirk. Mm-hmm. That's it. And then some folk are talking about a loan going the other way to sweeten the deal and stuff. And pff, mm, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be too keen on that. Like, but I mean, I'd be keen on him. He looks a decent player. But if I mean a good championship player, but is he going to be able to make a step up? I know because we should we should be looking at players that can handle it in the Premiership as well. But you say if you if you're going to be not panic buying in the January windy, but you didn't want a panic buying the January windy. No. Somebody, oh, I'll come to you, but you gave a year and a half contract, then you're stuck with somebody for next season. You're just say, you would do manage to get up via the, the title or, or the playoffs, and then you're stuck with somebody that hasn't got the the knack in the top flight for a year or so. Probably even the physicality. Yeah, you can. Because it is a physical league. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the championship's physical because I mean, the championship used to be just full of hammer throwers. 
I feel like boys like like Simon Menson and stuff like that. I was just about to say to you, it used to be what? the championship. <laughs> if you if you imagined the championship, you'd imagine Inverness Cali Fissile for like two thousand and two to two thousand and fifteen. You have to- yeah. you have Tote plays and like Simon Menson mm-hmm. and all that. That's exactly yeah, ha- big have men. But it's not like that now. No, I mean, look at Wraith. They were, I mean, they were wee guys, but they were quick, nippy. Mm-hmm. You know, Queens Park are like that, and they signed, they signed that boy Savory for, I think it was Peter Head. Boy scoring every second week, brilliant player. <laughs> like, the, but again, I don't, I don't really know where I was going with that. But uh, even the Premierships, it's it's even more physical now. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's yeah, I'd I'd, pff, I'd be worried about this squad of players going up. Yeah, because it would just be a battering every day of the week. Well, I think I'm more worried about them, the squad of players challenging just now. But because I think come the end of the season, regardless of what happens, I think there'll be a clear. There's also there's a hell of a lot of boys at a contract. Is it McGowan? Uh, mm-hmm. No, Paul McGowan. Paul McGowan. Uh, Paul McGowan. I've got my, my mix uh, mixed up there. Um, <laughs> Your C's and G's. I think I see under contract. And I think there's maybe another couple, but it's basically a case of the manager. Is there no, is there no like, every player? Basically. Uh, apart from, I think it's Burn and French. Aye. I've got a funny feeling it's that. I'd like to say Sheridan, because I just feel like we're going to be stuck there for life. Fuck me, man! <laughs> Please no. No, I think uh, I think there's um, I think definitely you can probably count the, the players on the one hand. Mm-hmm. I think you can. Mm-hmm. But listen, it's going to be like you say, if, if nothing happens in the next week and a bit, then to me, I'm going to myself. I'm going to be a little bit panic stations, but because the Johnny Windy is notorious for just signing anybody. Um, but hopefully, we'll have got something lined up. And we managed to get the push through and the player signed on the dotted line. And it's somebody that adds more to the team and a little bit more depth in certain positions that we need. Um Vizavi, the striker department. Um Yeah, life back. <laughs> um but moving away, we're gonna stop moaning and speaking and despairing about the transfer nature of the club and speak about the return of <laughs> James McPake on Tuesday night. So we'll see two teams that McPake's built on the TV. <laughs> I've done there. Um, I like that. I like that. <laughs> probably the Dundee team's made of a McPake team than the, the Dunfermline one anyway. But, um, <laughs> probably is. But yeah, we've got them in the, the Challenge Cup. It's on BBC Alba. And you know what? A couple of weeks ago, I think I said it was off for this competition. But the last two results, again, have knocked the stuffing at me. And now I'm kind of like, cannot care less. Mm, but nah, nah, on the nah, other this, hand... This is turning it around, man. That's it. On the other hand, though, we need a victory here to kind of kickstart because we've got an even bigger game on the Saturday. But we'll kind of speak about this Challenge Cup game, Paul. What are you I'm thinking? I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Obviously it'll be good obviously it'll be good to see McPate back at Dens. I mean, no doubt he'll give the fans a wee salute. Hopefully not a two finger one. <laughs> um but I'm I say this every week, I'm quietly confident, but they're absolutely romping that league. Yes. Absolutely romping it. One one defeat in nineteen games. That's it. I mean, they're four four points top, still with two games in hand. They're absolutely smashing it. Ten games undefeated. Right now, eh? Fucking class. I mean, they really should uh, be. They really should be that kind of run be. in that league. The biggest team in that league. They should mm-hmm. be coming into this game full of momentum anyway. Um, Sorry to the Falkirk boys that are listening. <laughs> <laughs> they have just, I mean, the fact that they've been doing there for so long, they're probably used to being a League One team now. But um, Probably. The Fairmont were always bankers on coming straight back up again. Um, yeah. So they're always going to be coming into this game. Um, like you say, we're a bit behind them. Um, crowd wise, not expecting a big crowd, not even for them. Like you say, it's on TV. It's going to be half Gaelic, half Scottish commentary, cause <laughs> which is quite good, to be honest. But, um, I love it. Yeah. 
I was going to do my impression, but I better not. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. Nah, not a chance. He should have heard James McPake. <laughs> <laughs> you see, you'll be uh, worrying in case that, that was someone else that you said there and you're just. Uh, pr- probably. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to it, but I mean, looking at the ticket, you know. You know, well, the seats that are available are still available. That's like you said, it's not going to be a big crowd. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, they... unless folk will do it at lastminute.com, but I think after the Arbroath ticket thing, they should maybe get their tickets before that. <laughs> oh, I know, 100%, mate. Um, <laughs> few XDs in their rank Kyle Benedictus oh, yeah. and Craig Whiten. Um, obviously, well, I all know what Craig Whiten's famous for, uh, Dundee player and Kyle Benedictus came through the youth ranks at Dundee before moving on. I think he went to the ref. That's where he stayed all them years until crossing yeah, their did. divide in the summer. Yeah. Um, and they've also got players that you probably hear about, like you say, Lewis McCann and uh, Nikolov Todorov. <laughs> I think Todor, Todorov. Um, Todorov, yeah. Ex Cali. We were, I think we were linked to him at one point. Um, yeah. He can be quite remember. handy. And the boy, uh, Matty Todd, I think he pipes up every so often. We a couple of goals. So they've got a decent team. They won't, I can't see them. Like playing under strength, I think they'll be pl- playing the team that they would normally play in that league because they'll be yeah, wanting definitely. to win this, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Just oh, as yeah. much as we want to win it, but yeah, mm-hmm. they'll not be thinking about, I'll oh, think I'll be this, I'll play this boy, I'll get give this youth player around. They'll be here to win. Hundred percent. I think Mapeko want a victory at his old stomping ground as well, mm-hmm. definitely. Any... I mean, he's. I mean, obviously, he'll probably show some respect. I mean, he's going to show respect to Dundee, but you know, not let his team show any, Dundee any respect. Mm. I think they'll go all for it. Like, when he had a close-up view of Dundee a couple of weeks, well, last week against Arbroath, he was in the the director's box as well because their game against Falkirk got called off. So, him and his assistant made the short journey down. Um, was he? You Did were, you see him? Like, yeah, you were too bailing, uh, getting beat to notice him. Seriously? Yeah, he was there. <laughs> so, so he's, what in the same bit that we were sat? Yeah, yep, to the left a bit where you'll come what up. Yeah. You never tell us that. You were too violent. I was scared to speak to you. Yeah. Because you want the batteries or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> kind of fight sleep. <laughs> as it proves when you headed your closey wall that night. <laughs> oh, I, th- I think there's more to it than that, judging by my coat. Oh, I don't geez. think it's the closey. Like, I think it's en route to the flat. Are you fighting with pavements well, then, are you? <laughs> I think so, eh? <laughs> Someone else, like. <laughs> Some laddie. Oh, fuck. I'm sake. blaming you. I blamed you. So the missus is absolutely bailing me. I took it easy, mate. <laughs> like I said, you were getting two bottles of Peroni. You drank one and got another two. <laughs> These things happen. <laughs> it is what it is. It is what it is. That happened, right? But, but mind with the boy, sorry, just getting back on track, Danny. Yes. This isn't the Slag Paul marathon. Um, <laughs> the boy Sam Fisher for Dundee, he'll not be, he'll not be able to play. Nah. Really. When they think nah. so, no. Nah, they'll be nah. saying you, you rarely see, uh, see uh, players playing against their parent club. You yeah, know? He's been playing a lot. <laughs> Do you remember so... seeing that video? I think it's in the like Brazilian or Argentine league and the boy playing against uh, his other team and there must have been no clause in his contract um, to say that he couldn't play against them and they came up mm. on the last day of the season and he scored the winner to basically relegate them. And he, I th- yeah. And yeah. everybody chases him all about the field. <laughs> So, if Sam, and rightly so. <laughs> that's it. So, Sam Fisher, if you've not got the clause, just watch it. <laughs> you better score, score an OG. OGs at least. <laughs> but, but I'll be looking, like it says, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I do want Dundee to win this. Obviously, I want Dundee to win everything, mm-hmm. like, obviously, but I, I wouldn't mind a wee, just a wee trophy. I think, more than anything, it's a, it's a wee boost at this moment because mm. on Saturday, we welcome Ian McCall's Patrick Fissle to dance. Who? Patrick Fissle. Who's a Jobby McCall? Jobby McCall. Right, yeah. <laughs> They've kind of found their feet again. Mm-hmm. Everything seems to be working for them, especially in the the up in the, the boardroom. I think that's all been taken care of because obviously there was a seemed like a little bit of civil unrest up there. So <laughs> everything seems to be taking shape for them. And they've <laughs> and they have um they found themselves a wee a wee bit of form also and 
they have now managed to get back up to fourth spot. So we've got a game in hand on them, but only two points ahead of them. So the potential being five. But it is from a couple of weeks ago when we looked at this table, Paul, they were mm-hmm. away down at one Gone. point. You were, only, you were thinking they'll be pushing to get to fourth. And now that, that's them in there. Um, it just shows you what two games, one point collected for us is done. It's, you know what I mean? And if it was two wins, we'd be top. Yep. Oh, anyway. Dunny. <laughs> Sorry, mate. But yeah, part like you said, part of been they were stuttering like mad mm-hmm. over like October, November. Um but they've got good some good results against Air Inverness. Mm-hmm. Obviously defeated by Queens, but they did manage to sneak away much needed victory against Martin, you know. Yeah. Um, last minute goal, like you said earlier, to the boy Doherty, it keeps them fourth. Uh, see, for me, I mean, they, I think they'll be they'll be looking at exact some probably some revenge from the the three two defeat, you know, in November. Yes. You know, when we were two 0 down and we won three two, mm-hmm. and they'll, and to be fair, they'll probably hope to just replicate their performance at the first game of the season. Because mm-hmm. we're, I mean, okay, yeah, we've got a point in that. Wraith game fine, but Dundee will probably they'll probably be thinking, oh, Dundee will be like in their wins, you know. Mm-hmm. We could maybe we could maybe hit them here, and they probably can. It's up to Dundee to just not lay down and just absolutely get on top of them right from the word go. I know. I mean, rightly so. They should be thinking that. To be fair, because mm-hmm. um, we were all I'm not being funny, Danny. Sorry, I interrupt, but like we see when we were top of the league. Oh, I mean, I'm singing about the states and that, and thinking <laughs> that we're we've won the league already. <laughs> But it's mad how it changes, and I honestly feel like, like I mentioned last week, like the balloon for me is burst, totally deflated, needing something to just perk Dundee up, whether it's a victory, obviously a victory is good, a sign-in, you know, new blood, like, because I do feel down in the dumps, I'm not going to lie, mm-hmm. <laughs> I do. I think a new sign-in would go down really well with the support and possibly team. Oh yeah. And especially if it's a striker to replace Zach Robertson. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it'd be fantastic if we managed to get him back because he's now played for Wimbledon and there's this season. So if he gets put out on loan, or they decide, or they bring in somebody else and think he's surplus to requirements again, the only place he can come to is Dundee. I think. I think that's the way it works, yeah. isn't it? So yeah, I'm certain it is. Yeah. Um, or is it not in a calendar, or is it in a season, or is it like in a? Do you know what I mean? Is it like a January to December, or is it a season? I to, ah, God knows. God knows, but I'm pretty certain it is. You can only play for two teams. Yeah. Or two competitive games. Anyway. You're fond anyway. out on the scenario, but it could be a calendar year. I think. Ah, I can't mind. Can't mind. I need to find that out. But, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to hold my breath about him coming back. It, no, I'm no either. I mean, I, I mean, it's a nice sentiment saying, you know, we'd love to see him, you know, we would love to see him back in the Dundee top, 100%. But I mean, like Boyer said, and he pointed out quite rightly, and maybe we overlooked it, when he was out injured with his, you know, his injury, his sickness, Dundee were on a cracking run. Mm-hmm. So we can do it without him. Yeah, it just seems tougher to do it without him. Yeah, yeah, totally agree, mate. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But we're waiting to see. It's going to be a massive game against Fissel. Absolutely massive. Um, there was a potential for us to go seven behind Queen's Park. <laughs> I mean, Sick. that's daunting. That that is daunting. Um, Even four just now is tough. Yeah, deflating. And I think, poor God, maybe I'd obviously looking too far ahead. But when are we playing them next? That'd be interesting. Aye, we've got them at the end of the month. So we've also got after Fussell, we've got Sitman in the cup. Then we've got Queens Park at home, which. I mean, if we manage to keep the four points going into that game, it's a massive game at Dens Park. So, and I've well, I came up regardless, it'll be a massive game at Dens Park against them. Oh, it will be like either, definitely. It could be either a scenario of being one point behind them, four points behind them, or seven points behind them. So, <laughs> you've got them. They've got them different. So, regardless of what what happens on the lead up to it, it's going to be a massive game. But that's another one we can um, fret about doing the line mm. and sweat yeah. buckets mm-hmm. sweating already <laughs> but, like um, it says with the form they're in and like you were saying you know there's absolutely scalping teams just now yeah. high scorers in the league as well so mm-hmm. 
Mm. So that's it. We've got two games uh, lined up this week, both at the ends. Both good chances to get the, the mojo back. That's it. That's team. it. Yeah, that's it. Totally lost the mojo. Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Austin Powers when he lost his mojo. Yeah, I'm trying to stay upbeat and haha, but it's really difficult. Like, as my dour tone sounds, I'm really deflated with the last two results. So I'm like, yeah, yeah. And obviously, if you listen to the whole transfer window chat on this pod, you can realize where a lot of frustration lies as well. So um, definitely, man, definitely. Right. But look, because you you'd, you'd be thinking like a, my in my head it was that let's see how we get on. Let's get some targets in place. And when January came in, right, boom, get the mm-hmm. boys signed now. That's the way it would have been. Yeah. Right, get the get the boys to fuck mutual agreements or whatever. Right, get the boys in. But it's just no happened. No. <laughs> so it's kind of like, what's going on, man? Kim, what, um, I was thinking about the other day, me and you have both said that the November, December, January is the time to hit form and mm-hmm. get going. And we thought Dundee were doing it. But all along, mm-hmm. it's been Queen's Park that have been doing it. Oh yeah, I said that to you. I've said mm-hmm. it the past few podcasts. They've just they're just slowly going about it, mm-hmm. you know. And then, but like you said, they're smashing teams along the way, and they find themselves top. They're the ones to beat. And who would have thought that? Who would have thought that a couple of seasons ago? Mm. But yeah, that's where they are. There's no disrespect in that at all. They've came no. a long way in a short time. And they've got the players there that are delivering the goods each week. Eh? So it's amazing uh, what a wee bit, of, wee bit of Kelly Bow does. You know, a mm-hmm. wee bit of money. You yeah, know I mean, I know. But hey, Dun- listen, Dundee. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, I want to go into positives. I'm going to move on. Come on. I'm going to move on to the archive, which I've only picked out positive. Well, let's say I've only picked out positives. There's maybe two we can laugh at. But so we're starting. No, please. Please, there's no McIntyre signings. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, God. Right, start off with a good end. So, the 9th of December. <laughs> big Claudio Canigia, 56. He's probably still pissed after Argentina winning the World Cup. Oh, 100%. <laughs> and everything else. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and they've also got Jake Shaw... Of the Dense Park Choir, who turns probably 12 with some of the players he's, he's yeah. got. So. <laughs> Happy birthday, Jake. Um, the 10th December, there was a double sign in 2019 McIntyre sign in. So, um, remember <laughs> Sandy Yang, the keeper? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was no bad. Green, he was a little bit green around the edges with us, but he certainly came into a game. Um, there was another. He quoted some people touting about. Ten million and a hand for him. Mental. No. Mental. Mm. Yeah, he was all right. And then on the same day, Andrew Davies. Who? Broke his foot twice. Never played first once. <laughs> sells her <herbal> life. <laughs> Another end that sells it. Ah, so. They're not selling it. <laughs> <laughs> it's the football footballer's crack, isn't it? I wonder how many, like, I wonder if there's ever been other players that we've signed that, that have just never played, like, due to injuries or whatever. There's got to be, there's got to be. But yeah, Davis, <laughs> my word, that was a minter. We'll move on to a, a positive signings on the 11th of December 1994. Why are you saying December? January, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Glad you told us about that. So January twenty twenty three, Danny. <laughs> well, I'm going back to nineteen ninety four. Dundee splashed <laughs> the cash, two hundred fifty thousand pounds to Partick for George Shaw and Jerry Britton. Boom. Oh, what a couple of players. Money was there because we sell Billy Dodds to St Johnston. I think it was about half a million. So <laughs> there was cash there to spend and spent it wisely. I loved wee George Shaw, man. Loved him. So did loved I. him. Until he started, and Jerry Britton, I, I quite liked him as well, actually. I liked George Shaw until he started to. I think near the end of his career with Dundee, he was only signing like um, monthly contracts and stuff like that. So he was always wanting to go, and but I loved him regardless. Just purely for that celebration mm-hmm. at Danadice. Yeah. Yep. So the twelfth of January, 
a man who played, not including injury time in games, 35 minutes. The myth, the man, the legend, Jay Chapman. <laughs> oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That, that he's, he would 100% be in the a book about hilarity of Dundee. Utter shite signings. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Well, I'm sure what game did he came on in? Was it Motherwell away or something? United uh, than somebody else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Shite. Not even a footballer. Nah. Bet he's not even a player. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I put my passport in the washing machine. Yeah, good then. <laughs> but don't get it. Piss off. Uh, piss off. <laughs> and move on to the 13th. Sinky, Sinky, Punchy's Puss. Eric Sinkler turns 69. That'll do it. Mm-hmm. Good, good. And then on the Before four- my time, like. Well before my time. And then the 14th, oh. he turns 75 years young. Mr. Jockey Scott. Is he? Yep. Happy birthday, Jockey. Yep. And then the 15th, we beat Cali 3-1 at Dens. Stephen Robb, Tam McManus and John Sutton, 2005. John Sutton, there's a striker. Yeah. I really liked him. Believe it or not, that was our third game at home against Cali. Mm. And we've never been beat for them at him up until that point. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> yeah. Class. <laughs> Class. Absolutely brilliant. That's it. <laughs> but listen, that's all we've got time for this week. Uh, apologies for being doer. I've just not got in as this week. Scunnered. <clears throat> Scunnered. Yeah, both Scunnered. Scunnered last one as well. Mm-hmm. Scunnered again. Get a finger out, Dundee. Come on. Okay. Get a, get a fan someone out. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, Dick Campbell was right. You know what I mean? Like, if he, you know, the team gets on top of Dundee, then the fans go on the back. You know what I mean? Let's get behind the team, boys. Come on. Mm-hmm. Come on, I mean. Let's that's just keep it. it going. We're sitting here moaning and griping and stuff, but we love the team. We love, we love Dundee. That's it. I mean, we always get behind them. We'll just moan. Like, we'll gripe. Yeah, we'll just moan when... We've got the platform to. <laughs> some some people actually prefer this uh, <clears throat> this podcast when when we get beat. I bet they do. You know, there's a certain group of people that listen in. You know what I mean? Sadistic, <laughs> amongst others, <laughs> Arabs. <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> fill your bits. But anyway, fill your bits. Fill your bits. Yeah, I'd like to point out that we're sponsors. Unicorn Cleaning Services are the web new websites getting launched as of today, the 9th, so go in and give it a look. Um, Quality. Yep, I think there's been a big overhaul on it, so yes, go and give it a look and see what they can do for you. But me and Paul are going to go away and wallow in despair for the next couple of days until the Dunfermline game and then the Fizzle game. But we'll be back next week to try and big up the big Scottish Cup game in, in Paisley against Sittenham. So it's goodbye from me. Goodbye from me.